Poncho. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. There has been a lot of discussion in recent years about whether the arrow was trending up or the arrow was trending down. TV numbers, attendance, social justice warriors. Some didn't like it, some supported it. It was divisive. You even heard from some that the failing NFL was swirling down the drain. Got some new numbers in the last 24 hours. About a decade ago, the salary cap in the National Football League was about $120 million per team. The more revenue you make in football as a league, the more that number goes up. If you are a failing league, that number will not rise as quickly. If you are a thriving league, TV partners, merchandising, and all the rest, that number, number will surge more quickly. We have the new number. And it absolutely positively supports those who describe the NFL not as swirling down the drain, but as the most successful economic model in the history of American sports and one of the greatest in the history of the world of sports. More on that story during the course of today's program. It is on the calendar, you may have noticed, exactly two weeks from Christmas Day. Perhaps you are out doing some Christmas shopping on your lunch hour or later today or earlier today. Since we are two weeks from Christmas Day and since we have a sports radio show, here's our question of the day. We encourage serious answers. We encourage goofy answers. We encourage sarcasm. We encourage thoughtfulness. Take it however you want to take it. Steer it wherever you want to go. Here's the question of the day for your holiday-style participation. If you could give any gift to any coach or athlete or other sports figure, college or pro, what would that gift be and why? Be creative, be serious, be goofy, be sarcastic, be thoughtful. Any or all of the above are acceptable. Entertain us, humor us, and perhaps make us think along the way. What? gift would you give if you could give one and only one to any coach any athlete any other sports figure college or pro what would that gift be and why here during the holiday season we have a lot more sports to get to on the court on the field etc on the ice as well in college basketball as I say hello to my producer Darren Vaught we also have intern Will representing us with from William Peace University Cue up a little queen, and another one bites the dust because it is only mid-November. And we have now had already, this has never happened in the history of college basketball, we had three number one teams in the polls lose just in the month of November. Had never happened in the history of the sport. The polls go back to the 1930s, for crying out loud. We now have a fourth. Chris Mack and Louisville still have a great team, but they lost to Texas Tech last night. Michigan State, remember, on opening night, Sparty as number one at the time, lost to Kentucky. Now, there's nothing embarrassing about losing to Kentucky, which is still in the national top ten. I'd say there's nothing embarrassing about losing to Texas Tech last night if you're Louisville. All will be well in the longer run. Texas Tech really well coached, really good defensively. Final four team last year. And who knows, they might end up in the top ten again this year. The other two, remember, we're a little harder to ex explain and perhaps more symbolic of the chaos, not March Madness style, but November and December chaos. 
Kentucky's loss as the number one overall was to Evansville, and Duke's loss as number one in the polls was the stone-cold stunner at the hands of Stephen F. Austin, no known relation to the professional wrestler, Steve Austin. Another one bites the dust in college basketball. There's another big number beyond the NFL. This one from Major League Baseball. 29-year-old ace right-handed pitcher Garrett Cole, according to reports, is headed to the New York Yankees on a mega deal worth nine, uh, for nine years, rather, $324 million. I did the quick math for you. That's about a $36 million a year average for Garrett Cole, formerly of those Houston Astros. If you didn't know, he actually grew up as a Yankees fan. Childhood sentiment, of course, weighs into the equation only so much. There were 324 million other reasons for Garrett Cole to leave Houston for the mighty New York Yankees. Have you ever wondered how often the biggest spenders win big? I actually did a little research on behalf of our statewide listeners today. The last 10 World Series champions had something in common that relates to payroll, that relates to money. We all like an underdog, right? I wonder how many of the last 10 World Series champions came from the bottom half of the payrolls. 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Darren Vaught, you're a baseball guy. You get your wheels turning on this. Maybe I'll, give, I'll ask you for a guess. Your Boston Red Sox were one of those 10 World Series champions, right? We just saw the Washington Nationals win it all. It was the Lion Cheat and Astros a couple years ago that won the World Series. We've seen the Cubs finally break through again, right? But also some smaller market teams in this decade, like the Kansas City Royals, etc. I wonder how many in a 30-team league were in the bottom half of the payrolls in the year they won the World Series. And I wonder how many did it more the Yankees' way, where it's not every year the Yankees lead Major League Baseball with the highest payroll, the biggest luxury tax, if you will, in more modern times. Not every year, but the Yankees are always in that mix. I'll tell you what my research showed over these last 10 years of World Series champions as the Yankees continue to spend big, and whereas they haven't won it all, they haven't won the World Series in 10 years, they are in the playoffs almost all the time. The last time the New York Yankees had a losing season, I don't mean a non-playoff season, I mean more losses than wins, was like 1992. I think spending big has something to do with the fact that essentially always, for a quarter century plus, the Yankees end up with more wins than losses. And, of course, if you win more than you lose, most of the time you're going to make the playoffs. There were a few playoff misses in there. Garrett Cole to the Yankees sent me into the research archives. I'll tell you what I found during the course of today's program. We'll get to some NBA. We'll get to some college football. We'll get to some golf today. Nothing is better, in my opinion, in that sport than the team format in a sport, of course, that is usually you're on your own, you personally against the world, against the field. Nothing better than the team format representing your country in match play. Some of these dudes who make gazillions of dollars as professional golfers will tell you the most memorable moments, the most nerve-wracking moments, came in competitions like the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, where in case you didn't know, they do not get direct compensation for that. They raise a lot of money for charity. They get direct to direct money to their charities of choice. But you win Tournament X, it might be $10 million. 
you're part of a Ryder Cup winning team, it's directly zero dollars. And yet they'll say the pride, the excitement, the nerves, the anxiety, the for your country vibe, the for your teammates vibe, being different than basically their lifetimes in golf is what makes those the most memorable, the most special. It's not the Ryder Cup that tees off today, but it is the President's Cup. Ryder Cup, U.S. versus the best of Europe. President's Cup, U.S. versus basically the rest of the world, non-European nations, the best golfers they have to offer. So, for example, Hideki Matsuyama of Japan. There are representatives of Australia, Adam Scott and otherwise. The Aussies are actually hosting the President's Cup starting later today. More on that golf story, more on the Garrett Cole and baseball-related stories. Canes won at Edmonton last night. It wasn't perfect. It was nerve-wracking for a while. But if you beat one of the best teams in the Western Conference by three goals and you do so while getting out to a 3 nothing start in the first period and then surviving the adversity after the Oilers, really talented and skilled, in front of their home crowd, came back to tie it at three, that's a heck of a win as Rod Brindamore and the boys start a five-game road trip that does not include a single easy matchup. Four of these games are in Western Canada, starting with the Edmonton Oilers. They get the 6-3 to three win last night. A lot of contributors, and they needed it after that game got tight at 3-3. Three to three. You can jump in on the NHL, President's Cup Golf, Major League Baseball, NBA, college basketball, NFL, and other headlines of the day with your questions or comments. We'll get to college football and the coaching carousel as well. What makes a college coaching job a great job or not? Eli Drinkwitz, we got to get used to hearing these phrases now. Florida State coach Mike Norvell, are you used to that one yet? He came from Memphis. Missouri coach Eli Drinkwitz, are you used to that? Of course, he just left App State after just really less than a full season with the Mountaineers. By the way, App State needs a new football coach. At the same time, the Mountaineers might need a new athletic director. Doug Gillen is in the running for the Cincinnati AD job. An AD is usually the point person on a coaching search. That makes what's happening in Boone a little bit trickier. They could just promote their interim head coach, Sean Clark, who's also their offensive line coach. He's the guy that will lead the Mountaineers to the New Orleans Bowl later this month against UAB. If you promote from within, it's pretty simple. If you do more of a full-fledged coaching search, and that's a great job, right? In the group of five, App State is a great job. Eli Drakewitz described it as a top 25 job nationally. That's a little bit harder to justify, I think, given that most coaches want to end up in the Power Five. What makes a college coaching cob, uh, job a great job or not? You can jump in on that, and I will share my thoughts as well. On the other side, as we look forward to Tim Brando of Fox Sports on college football and other things. Bethany Bradshaw, one of our favorite North Carolina authors, is going to drop by in hour number three as well. She has a new book out. It's called Body, Mind, Spirit, and Basketball, How Fletcher Errett and Fork Union Military Academy Turned Hundreds of Boys into Men. Bethany will drop by in hour number three. That, of course, if you're a college basketball fan or to a degree college football, Fork Union has sent a just bevy of talented players into the college and professional ranks while also molding young men. Author Bethany Bradshaw, third hour. Broadcaster Tim Brando, third hour. And, of course, you can get rolling on the question of the day. We are two weeks from Christmas Day. If you could give any gift to any coach, athlete, or other sports figure, college or pro, 
What would that gift be and why? Go serious, go sarcastic, go goofy, go funny, go thoughtful, make us think it's all fair game as we are doing our holiday shopping and we are offering that as our question of the day. There was a college hoops player with a familiar last name that actually scored 100 points in a single game last night. More on that crazy story. And did you hear Russian boxers are threatening to boycott the next Summer Olympics in Tokyo if that four-year ban on Russian athletes is not overturned. I have a response to that. I will welcome yours as well, 1-800-849-2761. The lion cheating Russians, remember, were caught cheating in so many ways at so many levels on purpose that they got one of the more severe sanctions you've ever seen in international sports. That is a four-year ban from major international competitions. That does include Soccer's World Cup. That does include the Winter and Summer Olympics that fall within that four-year window ban. Some of it will be appealed. And remember, there are some athletes that can still compete but no Russian anthem, no Russian flag, no Russia jerseys or uniforms, etc. The Russian boxers are thinking boycott. More of my thoughts with more of yours on that during the course of today's show. Two weeks from Christmas Day, if you could give any gift to any coach, athlete, or sports figure, what would it be and why? Your answers to that question. More of my research on the NFL salary cap numbers that I mentioned earlier. The Major League Baseball spending big leading to winning big numbers that I mentioned earlier. A little President's Cup golf, a little Canes in hockey, a little NBA, a little college football, a little coaching carousel, college hoops as well. You can be next with your question or comment. We'll get you ready for week 15 action in the NFL. Army-Navy highlights this short schedule for college football this coming weekend remember week 15 gets started tomorrow night it's the baltimore ravens hosting the new york jets on thursday night football baltimore is the number one team in the nfl in my eyes and those of many others tied for the best record at 11 and 2 great shot at home field advantage in the afc playoffs lamar jackson mvp candidate john harbaugh special teams guru that is one heck of a well-built football team but there are other contenders as well of course your panthers host seattle russell wilson coming to charlotte on sunday bears packers texans titans rams at cowboys bills at steelers and then come monday night it'll be the colts at the saints those are among the highlights of the week 15 NFL action that awaits us. 1-800-849-2761. Guests are later. Calls are now, including our two weeks before Christmas Day question of the day. If you could give any gift to any coach, athlete, or other sports figure, college or pro, what would it be and why? You could be next. 1-800-849-2761. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this. this is everything open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Great guests later. Your call's now. Here's what we have for you. A holiday potpourri, if you will. You get to pick the question. If you're in the holiday spirit, here's the one for you. If you could give any gift to any coach, athlete, or other sports figure, college or pro, what would it be and why? 
You can be serious, you can be funny, you can be thought-provoking, goofy, sarcastic. It's all fair game. It is two weeks from Christmas Day. Actual holiday shopping is underway. If you could give any gift to any coach, athlete, or other sports figure, college or pro, what would it be and why? You can join us now at 1-800-849-2761. College football question of the day. Eli Drinkwitz left App State after calling the Mountaineers job, quote, a top 25 job in all of college football. Now, of course, there's plenty of sarcasm right now that he specifically described it as not a step stepping stone job less than a year ago. And he used it at exactly that, taking the Missouri job in the SEC after less than a full season with the Mountaineers. My question is a broader one. What makes a college football job a great job? or even a top 25 job, which would suggest, if not elite, it's still a really good job. Do we even have a single top 25 college football job in the state of North Carolina? Y'all know in basketball, not only would we have top 25 jobs, plural, in our state at the college level, two of the top five are right here. I mean, no matter what your opinion, no matter what variables you crunch, Duke and Carolina are two of the five best college basketball jobs on earth. You can argue the order. You can argue who else is in that top five or that top 25. There's no doubt about it. What makes a college job a great job or a top 25 job? You know what coaches will ask? How much money will you pay me first, but also my staff and my recruiting budget? Can I win there? That makes it a better job. If you're the worst program in a challenging league, I can just see myself getting fired there in two or three years. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. How much will you pay me? Can I win there? Can I recruit there? That's partly about your school and your tradition and other variables. It's also partly just good old-fashioned geography. Where are you located? Florida, Texas, and California have a lot of prospects. Good luck building Nebraska on homegrown talent if you're Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers right now. Will my family be happy there? Now, that's lower on the list. These coaches, I promise you, want to know how much you're going to pay me and can I win there before they even get to the personal stuff. But what makes a college job a great job or a top 25 job? Do we even have one in football in this state? Some nice jobs, but top 25 jobs, maybe not. 1-800-849-2761. And the final question for you, maybe you're an NBA fan, but you don't have to necessarily be one to appreciate the nature of this question. We have another homecoming tonight in the NBA. When Kemba Walker, who at the pro level knew only the Charlotte Hornets uniform, came back as the former Hornets lottery pick and leader in most of the most important categories statistically in the history of the franchise, you know what he got? He got embraced. He got a long, genuine, authentic standing ovation. He was arguably the greatest player in the history of the franchise on the court, and he was universally beloved for the way he interacted with fans, the media, and in the community. What was not to like as Kemba Walker came back to Charlotte, this time, of course, as a representative of an opponent for the first time, in his case, the Boston Celtics? Well, not all homecomings are that simple, right? When Paul George, former member of the Indiana Pacers, was there earlier this week as a member of the L.A. Clippers. You know what happened every time Paul George touched the ball? He got booed mercilessly. And remember, he didn't just leave Indianapolis. He went from Indy a few years ago to OKC and now the L.A. Clippers. 
And it wasn't even really his choice to leave entirely, although he did request a trade. There was more to it than that, as he has implied at times. And as he said, he will fully explain once he writes his tell-all book at some point down down the road. My question to you is this. This Kawhi return to Toronto is a different animal. It's not all warm and fuzzy like Kemba Walker. It's not all animosity the way Anthony Davis experiences when he goes to New Orleans after demanding out from the Pelicans, or even what Paul George just experienced from the Pacers fans. Kawhi Leonard gave you both only the only NBA title in the history of your franchise or the nation of Canada. He gave you that, but he also gave you the stiff arm. When he became a free agent after only one year in the Raptors uniform, he left you in the dust. Most of the time, if it's the player's choice and they leave, there's not entirely warm and fuzzy feelings. NBA question of the day. If you're a Raptors fan tonight in Toronto, the team is actually receiving their rings in a ceremony this evening. If you're a Toronto Raptors fan, How would you handle the return of Kawhi Leonard tonight? Is it all warm and fuzzies? Because he's going to get his ring, too, of course. He was the main reason you won the NBA title. Is it all warm and fuzzies? Is it long, authentic, genuine standing O? Or is it just still hurt a little that he left you on purpose for bigger opportunities in his eyes with the L.A. Clippers. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. What makes a college football job a great job? And do we even have a top 25 job in college football here in North Carolina? If you're a Raptors fan, how do you handle the return of Kawhi Leonard tonight in Toronto? And the holiday question, as we welcome your calls, 1-800-849-2761. If you could give any gift to any coach, athlete, or other sports figure, college or pro, what would it be and why? You can tweet at us, at David Glenn Show. Write to us, dglenn at accsports.com, or call us at 1-800-849-2761. A muffler for Dick Vitale would fit the, the sarcastic description. A muffler for <laughs> Dick Vitale. Not everybody likes his over-the-top screaming delivery. A, that's creative, right? 1-800-849-2761 if you want our, in on our two weeks before Christmas Day holiday question of the day. Now, Darren, I promised one thing, and then we'll get as many calls in as we can. Holiday, NBA, great college jobs and otherwise. I went back 10 years when I saw that the New York Yankees, not always number one in payroll, but the only franchise that basically pays the luxury tax every single year going back almost two full decades. The luxury tax hasn't even been around forever. For those who don't remember, there is a salary cap in the NBA, right? There is a salary cap in the NHL. There is a salary cap in the NFL. There is no salary cap in Major League Baseball. And you actually have some teams that pay, seriously now, four times as much There's a $50 million payroll out there in Tampa some years, and there's a $200 million-plus payroll, sometimes in more than one Major League Baseball city or franchise. The Yankees have gone into the luxury luxury tax basically every year for almost two decades. And the big news yesterday was that the 29-year-old hot free agent, Houston Astros right-handed starting pitcher Garrett Cole, on the market, free agent, he gets the mega deal. And, of course, where does he get the mega deal? He gets it with the New York Yankees. Nine years, $324 million, average compensation of $36 million a year. So now the Yankees 
who at times didn't have an anchor ace in the starting rotation. Now the Yankees have their ace. And I've been around watching baseball since the 1970s. Whether it was George Steinbrenner then or different people in ownership and at the general manager slot now, the Yankees are still mostly outspending everybody else. So here was my research as we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Again, I mean, I woke up with, oh, Reggie Jackson's a free agent. Oh, he signs with the New York Yankees. Catfish Hunter is a free agent. He signs with the New York Yankees. I mean, this is what I got in the 70s. A lot of rules have changed. There was no luxury tax. Like, lots of stuff has changed. The, the game has grown. The dollars have grown, fortunately, for both owners and players. The luxury tax threshold, by the way, was over $200 million. So you could, get, you could spend $200 million in a sport where the low-budget teams pay $50 million. So you're, you're quadrupling them as you try to beat them on a supposedly even playing field. You can get to $200 million without paying a luxury tax. The Yankees still go past it in most years again. So just as was the case 40 years ago, the Yankees get their man. So here was my research. In the last decade, I just looked only at the World Series champions. How many World Series champions came from outside the bigger spenders? And I drew the line at 15. There's 30 Major League Baseball franchises. I just drew the line at 15, top half, right? Darren Vaught, noted baseball fan, voice of USA Baseball, former baseball player, and certainly a follower of that great game since childhood. Out of the last 10 World Series champions, how many came from the bottom half of the payrolls as the Yankees, the biggest spenders, once again get their man? And remember, they, they at least make the playoffs almost every year. I know it's been a decade since the Yankees won it, but they're, I mean, their track record for making the playoffs is better than everybody else's, dating back to the mid-90s, okay? How many of the last 10 World Series champions, Nationals this year, of course, Red Sox, your Red Sox last year, the Lion Cheat and Astros the year before that, the Cubs with their breakthrough back in 2016, the small market Royals, remember, prior to that, the Giants won a couple times, your Red Sox had another one in 2013, uh, the Giants actually had three in this past 10-year period. The Cardinals also had one back in 2011. So those are all your hints. Yeah, there are two potentially that I think might trip me up given the small market Royals, but they spent on some free agents going into that year that I think might push them in the top half. And then the Astros hadn't extended a lot of their young guys when they won a couple of years ago. So I... I don't think that was that would put them low enough to be in the top half. So I'm going to say zero. Out of the correct answer is zero. Yeah. Nobody won with the bottom half of the payroll, pay, bottom half of the MLB payroll. And that again, that does not mean that you spend big like the Yankees are doing again. In this case, with Garrett Cole, you automatically win. But you are dramatically increasing your chances of making the playoffs on a consistent basis. And you're in the race. You still got to beat out the other teams that are spending big money, right? But here's how it lines up. And even the small market Royals, they happened to be 14th. No, they were 15th in payroll that year. So they were barely in the top half. The Astros, you mentioned, were 15th in payroll. So, again, barely in the top half. But these other examples, the Washington Nationals had a payroll of more than $200 million and were number three on that list. Only the Cubs, who had a winning record but missed the playoffs, 
and the Yankees, who, of course, made it all the way to the ALCS. So the three biggest spenders, you had the World Series champion, a team that made the Final Four in the Yankees, and the Cubs team that had a winning record but missed the postseason. So the Nationals, third highest payroll. Your Red Sox the year before that, also $200 million plus. Second highest payroll. The year before that, the Astros, tainted by cheating. 15th in the payroll list. The Dodgers spent the most money that year. Guess who the Astros faced in the World Series? Yes, the L.A. Dodgers. It's incredible. The year before that, the Cubs were top five in payroll. They, they spent $173 million. Guess what? The Dodgers and the Yankees spent the most. Both of them had winning records. The Dodgers made it all the way to the NLCS. It goes on and on and on. The year that the Royals, 2015, were more the exception, but again, still 14th, top half of all MLB payrolls. The Yankees and the Dodgers, again, as usual, spent the most that year. Both of them made the playoffs. There is no example in a decade, as these dollars get bigger, zero examples of somebody coming from the bottom half of the payroll and winning the World Series. There are some playoff teams from time to time, but Nationals, third, Red Sox, second, Cubs, fourth, Red Sox of 2013, third. I mean, that's Garrett Cole went to the Yankees. Doesn't guarantee anything, right? Even your ace can get hurt. You got to build around them while trying to minimize your luxury tax if you're the Yankees or avoid it entirely if you're most other MLB franchises. Not everybody spends to the $200 million level. But when Tampa's spending at $50 million and the luxury tax threshold is, is above $200 million, you can outspend your small market rivals by three or four times without even hitting the luxury tax. And the Yankees, of course, go soaring past it virtually every year because baseball, like the NFL, is making so much money. Player salaries keep going up. The luxury tax threshold keeps going up for this year, and the luxury tax has been around for about 25 years now. The threshold was $206 million this past year, and it's going to be a little bit higher than that this coming year. It's 10 straight seasons, every World Series champ from the top half of, of Major League Baseball's spenders list, if you will. Garrett Cole, just one more example of that. D.D. Gregorius, I know you endorsed that move when he signed with the Phillies. Philly is another relatively big spender. Not up there with the Yankees and Dodgers, but sometimes uh, in the top five, sometimes in the top, often in the top ten in payroll. Again, you got to do a lot of other things right. But it says something that if you're not in the top half of the spenders, you ha there's, there are no recent examples of you winning the World Series. 1-800-849-2761. Steven Apex wants in on the NBA question of the day. If you were a Toronto Raptors fan, how would you handle tonight the return of Kawhi Leonard? It's kind of like thinking about an ex-girlfriend that maybe was the best ex-girlfriend you've ever had but maybe she dumped you? Like, what's, wh how does that shake out? Kawhi Leonard brought you, Toronto, your only NBA title, but when his contract was up, he also gave you the stiff arm and signed with the Clippers rather than trying to repeat with the Raptors. Steve, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Dave, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, it's got a little sarcastic with it, but, it, but it's a whole lot of truth to it. All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to break this down as quick and as simple as it. You might get a little chuckle out of this. Okay, Kawhi Leonard, let's, let's go with this. First of all, 
He's a minority. I'm a minority. Okay, let's get this part. You probably know where I'm headed already. And let's not speak for everybody, but this is the majority of us. All right. He's from California. He, Toronto, from day one last year, when me and my cousin from Florida, Tampa, was talking to Buck fan, we were saying there's no chance, and you know what, he was standing no matter what the money right. was because he got bad joints. He's from California. He do not like the cold. They would have had to throw the whole country at him to make him stay. Because we just not a, that's, that's the reason there's not many of us in North Dakota, Wyoming, and Alaska. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that, Steve. That <laughs> I'll tell you this. It, my answer to the question and is that I'm giving Kawhi Leonard a long, genuine standing ovation if I'm a member of the Toronto Raptors. The ex-girlfriend question is a little trickier. I mean, would you would you give... If it was the best ex-girlfriend you've ever had, but she dumped you. That's tricky, right? Isn't that what Kawhi Leonard is? He was the MVP as the Toronto Raptors won their first ever NBA title. But when he had an opportunity after only one season, he chose to leave for the LA Clippers. He's in town tonight. I believe he will get an over... I don't think he'll get any of the Paul George treatment in Indianapolis, any of the Anthony Davis treatment in New Orleans. I think it's going to be 95 to 99% standing ovation because you don't have that NBA title if you didn't have Kawhi Leonard. And that's really what it boils down to. And if he just wanted to... It's not like he backed up a truck and left in the middle of the night. It's not like he demanded out in the middle of his contract. I see why fans get a little bit more upset with that. His contract was over. He could sign with any team or he could stay. He chose to leave. If you're a Raptors fan, how do you handle the return of Kawhi Leonard tonight as he and others finally accept those NBA championship rings from a year ago? All right, we have more creativity on the holiday question. If you could give any gift to any coach, any athlete, any other sports figure, college or pro, what would that holiday gift be and why? We welcome serious. We welcome sarcastic. We, we welcome goofy and funny. We welcome Steve and Apex, who fits those things, on, those descriptions on a regular basis, and we thank him for that. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. The salary cap in year one of the current NFL collective bargaining agreement was about $120 million per team. If the NFL was really struggling, as some people have wanted you to believe through some controversy, I don't think that number would go up a lot because for the salary cap numbers to go up a lot means revenue numbers have to be up a lot, which means that TV partners are happy and sponsors are happy and everybody's renewing and the price is going up and the NFL is the best economic model in the history of North American sports. Well, we have the new number and I'll tell it to you on the other side as we welcome your calls. 1-800-849-2761. Is the NFL really on a rocky road? Or are some con men and liars trying to convince you of that when the evidence simply doesn't back it up? That answer with more of your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him, no hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. We all know we live in a weird time when it comes to the information age. Theoretically, accessibility to information being greater than in the history of mankind. Now, right? If you were born generations ago, 
you might have had to go, go to the town square and see what was like stapled and maybe page through it before the printing press was invented, etc. And there might have only been one copy of something for you to consider. And later, pre-internet, there might have been the one big newspaper in town. And you might have thought it was tilted this way or that way, but that was all you had, right? You didn't have the internet. You didn't have a thousand choices. You went from almost no choices when it came from your inf for your information to maybe limited choices, and now almost limitless choices. And really, the sad part to me is that, of course, while there's more accurate information at your fingertips than ever before, there is more inaccurate information at your fingertips than ever before as well. When it comes to the real world, it might involve politics or social issues. When it comes to the sports world, it might involve whether the NFL is trending up or down through the Kaepernick controversy, right? What did we hear a lot? This league is trending downward. TV ratings are trending downward. It's swirling down the drain if it doesn't get its act together. The one number I promised, and we welcome more of your calls, 1-800-849-2761. In the current collective bargaining agreement, salaries and the salary cap are tied in the NFL to revenue, a certain forms of revenue. Unless the pie grows, the salary cap doesn't grow. In year one of the current collective bargaining agreement, the per-team salary cap in the NFL was $120 million. That's for the 2011 NFL season. $120 million. That's a lot of money, of course. You're squeezing a 53-man roster plus others, of course, because of injuries and replacements, et cetera, into that $120 million salary cap. You know what the projection for year 10 of that same collective bargaining agreement is? About $200 million per team. In whatever you do for a living, on average, aren't 67% returns, increases in revenues over a 10-year period, pretty darn good? From $120 million to $200 million. It's weird why some people seem intent on trying to convince us of things that simply aren't true. And what's most, most painful to me, as someone trained in information, as a journalist, as an attorney, if you follow the evidence, well, the con men and the pathological liars and the grifters, those misleading you on purpose for their own personal gain, the unethical, soulless, partisan news organizations who are out there, simply trying to fan some kind of ideological flames and mislead you on purpose, rather than just hitting you with the facts, you have to be educated to know when you're being conned, right? If somebody tells you violent crime is up, you better go with the law and order candidate, and then you can just call up publicly information, publicly available information and statistics. Uh, dude, violent crime is not up. It's actually at some of its lowest. If your instinct is not, why are you con man, pathological liar, grifter, lifelong fraud in some cases. Why are you trying to convince me of something that we have documentation is absolutely not true? Why would you do that? And anybody can make a mistake, but if it's done enough times in a row, right, and you can prove this is a lie, that's a lie, this is a lie, you know, some people lie almost every time they breathe, only con men and pathological liars and grifters, the only way they can succeed is if you're uninformed, or you don't double-check them, and they win if you let them get away with that sort of nonsense. That's what happened with the NFL. There's no downward trend here. 
it's still the greatest TV product in the history of our country in or out of the sports world. And they're up 67% over the last decade through all sorts of social issues, through all sorts of attendance challenges, through a splintered television world, through the Colin Kaepernick kneeling flag anthem stuff. They're up 67%. Remember that the next time a liar or a con man or a grifter tries to convince you of something that is clearly, patently untrue. Do the work, find the evidence, only well-informed, smart people can call out con men. I, I wouldn't know if somebody was cheating me as my mechanic, probably. I'm not knowledgeable enough about cars. I'm vulnerable to a con man in that context. I'm the least vulnerable person on earth when it comes to some of these other things. And I encourage you to call out the sports con men and all the others when you're educated enough to see them. We're back after this on The David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome yeah. back to the David Glenn Show. Last year, two chains came walking by, and he reached his hand yeah. down and uh, shook my hand and said, two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. You could be next with your holiday gift idea for your favorite sports figure at 1-800-849-2761. I have more on Tiger Woods, Kawhi Leonard, the coaching carousel, and another number one bites the dust in college basketball. That's next on the David Glenn Show. The head devil, David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans... They're always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show.